This is The Space Shot, episode 294 for March 4th, 2018. Pioneer 4, Apollo 9, and STS-62. I'm John Molnix. We're just under one week away from a massive milestone for the podcast, episode 300. I would love if you could share this podcast with your friends and family. I've got some awesome original content coming up, and I would love to share it with even more people. I have something special in mind for the people that share the space shot on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even old-fashioned email between now and Saturday, March 10th. If you submit a question for the podcast, you'll also be able to get this new special little item, so be sure to share away, tag your friends in a post, Email them whatever you have to do. This perk blows the stickers out of the water with the cool factor, so don't delay. Now, some space history. Pioneer 4 was one of the first spacecraft to be built by NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Pioneers 1, 2, and 3 all failed due to problems with their launch vehicles. Pioneer 4, while not completely successful, was still a success for NASA. Pioneer 4's trajectory sent it past the moon at a greater distance than had been planned for. The automatic camera that was to capture pictures of the moon didn't have a moon to image because the distance between the spacecraft and the moon was greater than planned. It wasn't all for naught, though. Quote, Pioneer 4 did provide extensive and valuable data on radiation and the tracking of space objects. After 82 hours of transmissions from Pioneer 4's tiny radio and 655,000 miles of travel, the farthest tracking distance for a human-made object at the time, contact was lost on March 6, 1959. As I had mentioned yesterday, Apollo 9 launched a decade after Pioneer 4. I want to contrast the physical difference between the spacecraft involved in these two missions. Pioneer 4 weighed 13.5 pounds, compared to the Apollo 9 Command Service Module Gumdrop and Lunar Module Spider clocking in at over 91,000 pounds together. That is an astonishing increase in the payload that could be sent into orbit, and that was just over a decade-long period. Once in orbit, the crew of Apollo 9 got to work on preparing the command service module and lunar module for rendezvous and docking. Proving this capability was essential for any flight to the moon, McDivitt, Scott, and Schweikert were also the first humans to be on board an Apollo command service module, docked with a lunar module when it fired its service propulsion system engine in a series of tests that measured the lunar module's ability to, quote, withstand thrust, acceleration, and vibration. One of the things I always found incredible about this mission was when McDivitt and Schweikert boarded the lunar module and undocked from the command service module. They were in a spacecraft that wasn't designed to re-enter Earth's atmosphere, so they had to make sure that they stuck the docking. There were numerous EVAs planned for this mission, and there were some incredible photos captured during these activities. Spaceflight is incredible in and of itself, but stepping outside a spacecraft and looking through a visor that separates you from space has got to be an even more incredible experience. I'm linking to a few of these EVA pictures in the show notes and on Facebook, so be sure to check them out. Lastly for today, let's talk about STS-62. The Shuttle Columbia launched on March 4, 1994 with an extended duration orbiter configuration. 
The inclusion of extra cryogenic liquid hydrogen and oxygen allowed the orbiter to stay in space for up to 17 days. For this flight, Columbia carried the United States microgravity payload, a solar backscatter ultraviolet instrument, and you probably guessed it if you caught Friday's episode, a protein crystal growth experiment. Check out episode 292 if you missed what I'm talking about. Columbia also carried a new type of exercise bike into space. Quote, the stationary bike has long been a staple of shuttle flights to allow exercise that counters the effect of weightlessness on the muscles. The bike aboard Columbia, however, features a new mounting system of shock-absorbing springs that is being evaluated as a method of keeping vibrations from exercise, which can disturb sensitive experiments, to a minimum. I've talked about exercise in space before. Check out episode 195 to learn about Colbert, the Combined Operational Load-Bearing External Resistance Treadmill. Reading through NASA websites about shuttle missions reminds me how much has changed on the internet over the past few decades. There are so many links that are dead on these shuttle and NASA history pages, which is a shame. I've covered digital amnesia before, back in episode 40, so check it out if you'd like to learn more. It's crazy how this topic keeps cropping up in the podcast. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends, tag one of them, and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure that The Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts store. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, we fly by Jupiter with Voyager 1. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.